Hello and welcome to The Path, a soccer podcast. I'm your host, Matt Ralph, the co-managing editor of BrotherlyGaming.com, a website that covers the Philadelphia Union and local soccer here in Philadelphia. On this episode, I'm joined by Kevin Nuss. He's the head coach of Camden County men's soccer team, which is entering the national championship, the NJCAA Division Three National Championship up in upstate New York this week for the 7th straight time. This is his second season coaching the Cougars, and he's continued that success that they've had at that program at the, the junior college level. And he's, he was kind enough to join me during this busy week to, to talk a little bit about his team, about his journey as a coach. He's a South Jersey guy. I love talking to South Jersey guys in soccer, but he, uh, he grew up in Swedesboro, uh, graduated from Kingsway Regional High School, Played college soccer at the Division Three level uh, with William Patterson and uh, very close to home at Rowan University. And he went on to initially be an assistant at Camden County and then uh, moved on to Rutgers Camden for a few seasons. And has also been an assistant at Brown University. And he's someone who's been uh, very involved over the last several seasons at Ocean City Nor'easters as an assistant coach, as a general manager. This past summer, he was the head coach for the team. Uh, he guided them in their USL League 2 season, and so he's someone who's been you know, quite involved in South Jersey at, at multiple levels, and he's someone who uh, you know, I enjoy talking to and you know, really kind of get, getting to understand a little more about the community college level and uh, just how he's been able to, to sustain the success that they've had at Camden County. I started off our conversation just asking him about the current team that he has, and uh, you know how they've you know made another run to the JCAA Division Three National Championship. Last year we had a very strong team. Uh, I took over. Um, you know I, the roster was about half returners, uh, where I brought in half of the team. Uh, now we finally are at a point where uh, almost every single player is a player that I recruited and uh, brought in to fit you know the style of play that we want to achieve. And uh, you know we, we've gotten to that point where. We're playing, and, and we're playing the style that we want to play. We're playing for each other. Um, so we have a great group of guys and, and we're a great group of players. So it's exciting that um, we've hit our stride and we're playing well at the right time of the year. And this is uh, this is your second year as the coach of the team, but you know it's a little bit of a streak in terms of getting to the, the Division Three National Championships for, uh, for Camden County. Yeah, no, this is the seventh straight uh, year uh, winning the region and advancing to the national tournament. Uh, this is only my second year, so obviously when I took the program over, it was uh, high expectations to continue that success, um, and I'm glad that we've been able to do that, and I think um, we've kind of taken it to the next level in the sense that the players that we have coming in uh, are building off of the success of the years prior and in a style of play that um, is exciting for, for me as a coach to, to watch, and uh, we've received a lot of compliments in terms of the, the teams that we've played against and uh, the four-year schools that are watching us are well as well. So it's exciting that we've been able to not only build off of the success that the programs had previously, but to do it in a way that uh, you can you can be proud of and uh, enjoy watching. So it's been good. Can you talk a little bit just about how you how you put put a team together and how that works in terms of recruiting players uh, who are who are not from Camden County? Yeah, um, it's definitely a challenging process. Um, and I think I came in um, with a little bit of an advantage in terms of having worked at the PDL slash USL2 uh, environment where every year you kind of get a new team and 
every year your success is based on how well you recruit. So, um, you know, a two-year school, just like a four-year school, obviously you have a lot of turnover. Uh, but with a two-year school, you really, you really don't, you can't, um, nothing is guaranteed. You know, you, we, you have successful players uh, that do well in school. They're probably going to move on for the, the, the best four-year school option they have. Or you know, some players come in and aren't academically uh, squared away, so you might lose them academically. And then you have the normal injury piece. So uh, you, you always have to be on your toes in terms of recruiting and making sure that you're, you're putting the team in the best uh, position possible. Then to do that and try to achieve a style of play, uh, it's very labor-intensive you know, physically to travel and to see these players, but then also to manage uh, the expectations of players and get them to buy into the way that you want to play. Uh, and then you know, the international piece of uh, we have players from South America, from Germany, from England, from Portugal, from Israel. Uh, so the language barriers is another piece where they first come in uh, and you have to get them to communicate and understand how to work together. So it, it is definitely one of the most challenging experiences I've had as a coach. Um, but that being said, I, I, I love it. I think it's the I think it's where where I have been. You know, I've enjoyed it the most. So it's challenging, but it's rewarding. And when you have players coming in from you know from various different places, you know, you mentioned the language. That's a I think that's an important piece of the educational side of this too, right? Where they're the opportunity for them is to also to be immersed in the language, to learn it, and to, to you know, there's opportunities that come with that as well. Uh, you know, just yeah. having getting a college education in the United States. But in terms of when you're bringing these players in, you you know, you you have, you know, you, you it's it's a it's a it's a situation where you you have to get them all to work together. Even though I mean, they have the international language of soccer, but in terms of where the, off the field, there's also that 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 adjustment period. I mean, how do you as a coach kind of, is it sort of like a, you, you kind of work with players individually or just, you know, how do you, how do you kind of work with them knowing that there's there, particularly with their first year where there's a lot of stuff that is going on that has really nothing to do with soccer, or even academics. It's more yeah. just adjusting to, to life, uh, life in, in, in South Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. No, they have a lot of different challenges when they arrive. Um, you know, when you first show up, you're, you're getting yourself squared away with your housing. You're getting yourself squared away with, with uh, your classes. Uh, like you said, the language and trying to learn and understand. So that, that's where a lot of the work is. It's just being as a, uh, as a, a mentor or as a, as a big brother, uh, letting them know that when they need something, you're there for them. And a lot of the work in the first couple is off the field and uh, getting them to be comfortable because uh, any good coach knows if a player's not comfortable and, they're not happy. They're, they generally aren't going to perform that well. Um, on the field, it, 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 it's extremely challenging. But uh, you, you relate it to the way I relate it is: how could you coach someone that you know you, that doesn't you know doesn't you know doesn't speak or, or doesn't you know is deaf? I mean, you have to find new creative ways to be able mm -hmm. to get across what you're trying to, to teach. And you know, I do that by going back to the game. Uh, so all of our training sessions are based uh, largely in, in you know in a, a tactical periodization style where everything is based first off the game and we work back from there. Uh, like you said, soccer is an international language. Uh, I mean, the idea of well, keeping the ball and playing to achieve you know, scoring the goal is, is universal. So uh, we start there and we build everything we do from the game and that makes it easy. Uh, we don't try to overcomplicate it. Uh, the game itself is complicated, so we work within that. 
uh, and then ultimately you have to build a relationship with each and every single guy to uh, get them to understand what you're looking for from them, build off their strengths, and work around their, their, their perceived weaknesses. Um, so it is definitely challenging. It's labor-intensive. Um, but once you simplify it and you go back to the game, it makes a lot of sense, and it, and it happens really quickly. And then once it does, that's a rewarding experience where, again, we have guys from Chile and Ecuador and Argentina and Brazil uh, and now they're really close friends with guys from Germany and from Israel speaking different languages. Uh, it's a rewarding experience to see that happen. Uh, and then on top of that, to be really good on the field and, and, and enjoy watching them play. Uh, like I said, it's, it's a, a completely rewarding experience for me as a coach, but it's fun to watch as a fan as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you, you, you know, just the, the countries you name, you know, different styles of play, different uh, ways they've kind of come up through the game. I mean, every country has a little bit of a different setup in terms of how they, you know, how things are organized and what the kind of emphasis is on styles or, or formations or so. So it seems like that's part of it too, is where you, you know, it's like, it's like any group of players where they're all going to come from different backgrounds. They're going to have different experiences, but, you know, part of being a team is we're going to, sort of play play the style and get them kind of all on the same page in terms of playing playing together as a team. Absolutely, absolutely. Yes, I mean, like, you know, everybody wants to play a, a certain style, so that's part of the recruiting piece is, mm-hmm. you, you know, I can find really good players, but we need to find really good players that match the way that we want to play and have a skill set to fit in. Um, so it, it's intensive on that, that, that sense as well because I'm not doing anybody any good if I'm going to get – a really good player that doesn't fit within the style that we want to play. Uh, that doesn't help them in their career, and that's not going to help us win games. Uh, so we want to be mindful of that as well. You know, uh, to, to back up a little bit, Kevin, I'm just you know, kind of curious about your, uh, you know, your, sort of your journey in the game and, and, and what brought you to Camden County and, you know, what, you know, and just and specifically interested you in being at the level where you're at. So I was, uh, you know, I was a player that never – took myself too serious and um, ended up just playing at the Division three level. Uh, I had a, a decent career, but when it came time to make a decision on what the next step was after college, it was pretty quick that uh, I was going to get into coaching. So you know, straight out of college, I had the opportunity to, to come back and, and to be an assistant at Camden County uh, before I was at Rutgers Camden University Division three school. Uh, I was there with Tim Oswald for, for three seasons before I moved on to uh, St. Joseph's University, Division One in Philadelphia, uh, and then I had the opportunity to join the Ocean City Nor'easters, which was has been you know, one of the best experiences, the most uh, most educating and rewarding experiences I've had to date. Uh, playing at you know coaching at the uh, the, the PDL USL two level, experiencing the, the top Division One, Division Two NAI level players, having a lot of success, helping them those players move on and play professionally, and engaging with professional clubs. Um, then I briefly had the opportunity to join uh, Brown University for a season. Um, so, again, in the Division One, the Ivy League. So I had a chance to experience a whole other side of Division One uh, before I had the opportunity to come back to Ocean City Nor'easters as a, as a general manager. Um, so as I kind of got away from coaching and more into the general manager side, I realized you know, I enjoyed the business piece I, and I enjoyed building the club, but I really missed coaching. Um, so um, I had an opportunity – you know, a couple a couple of years later, to when the Camden County opened up, to, to get full back into coaching, dive head in. Uh, like I said, you know, I, I'd been at Camden County before. I see the value of uh, of the two year school, and 
especially for international players. You know, at Camden County, we don't require uh, any in the English language level, so you have the ability to get players literally from all over the world uh, and help them get a college education, come to America, learn English, and, and experience a whole new world. So uh, I thought it was something that was just a no-brainer in terms of uh, my career. Uh, obviously, the success the program has already had and the potential of the program to go forward. Um, so, yeah, it's not a high-profile uh, position or a high-profile program, but there's nothing better than when we play uh, against, you know, we've played against Division Two programs in the spring or we've had Division One programs come out and watch us this year. Uh, and there's nothing better when, than saying, wow, your team is really good, like better than, you know, a D3 junior college level. Mm-hmm. Um, so being able to play and, and achieve success beyond, you know, that perceived level has been has been uh, gratifying. Um, but it's also, it goes back to the players. This is, you know, every player, you know, international player coming over, this is their first opportunity. This is their first chance and helping them and guiding them through their college experience and helping them achieve the goals they want. Uh, that's that's rewarding. And knowing that every player is going to leave your program uh, and you can give everything you can to every player, uh, that's something that you don't get at a four-year school. You know, at a four-year school, that's the, that's the last stop. You're mm-hmm. the, that's what you're trying to get them to be their best for you. Where the reality is, as a coach, it's rewarding to say, okay, we're going to be good and we're going to win games here, but I'm also going to help you develop and be better at the next stop and help see them be successful you know, throughout their career. So it's definitely something I think that lines up with uh, the values that I have in terms of a coach. Um, and I think it's just, it's been a perfect match and uh, we'll see where it goes from here. Yeah. I mean, it's in, in the way you describe it, I mean, it really is a platform. It's a, it's an educational and soccer playing platform for these, these players who are coming in because they get that opportunity to, and you know, and, and it's not everyone, right. You still have, you still, you, not everyone is necessarily that, but for the players who are coming from, from abroad who are, you know, getting the ESL instruction and and they're they're acclimating that way. That it provides them a, a platform that they wouldn't otherwise have for 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 soccer playing and also for their for their future careers. Absolutely, absolutely. A lot of the players that come over uh, well, from whatever country they're coming from, it's generally that this is the, the their last not their last option, but um, it didn't work out in their home country. So to be able to give them that last chance and give them an opportunity and and you're right not every player is going to go play at the division one level uh but for the guys that work and and put in the put in the time and have the have the ambition and the drive there's there's always the next step for somebody um and i always say to my players i'll work as hard for you as you'll work for yourself and the, the the junior college level gives you that opportunity there's very limited restrictions in terms of training times and you know off-season training uh so for players that are looking to develop and work and get the most out of themselves Again, a two-year school, you know, in the NJCAA is, is the one of the best opportunities, the best places to do that. So, you know, in your time, your time at Camden County, uh, what you know, you've you've encountered already a number of players who've come from a lot of different backgrounds. What what what, what are you learning from this experience in terms of, um, you know, just just being around so many young young people who are from such varied backgrounds as they are. Yeah, you I mean the culture, the the culture differences uh, are, are vast. Um, but then what you do learn is, uh, as much differences there are, uh, there's a lot of similarities regardless of where where people come from. So it's been a it's been a humbling experience to, to learn and and get the perspectives of people from you know South America, Europe, all over the world. But then to realize they're no different than than you and I, and 
they have wants and needs and, and uh, you know desires to be you know to have success and to feel wanted. So uh, as on the personal level, it's been a really rewarding experience to just get to know uh, different cultures and to get to experience the, the different things that uh, players from all over the world bring. Um, but then as a coach, it's been it's been really uh, educational in the sense of like I said earlier, if you lost the ability to be able to communicate with your players, you have to rethink everything you do. Uh, and how can you be so effective if you can't talk and, and, and explain everything that you want? Mm-hmm. So how do you create a session? How do you create a game? How do you communicate to a player that doesn't understand what you're asking or what you're saying? Um, so that's been one of the most educational and, and you know, the most development I've had as a coach because you take away that number one tool that we all have as coaches is your voice, is your, is your, you know, your words. You take that away. How can you, how can you effectively explain and, and, and coach? Um, so to be able to do that and have success uh, has been extremely rewarding. Uh, and, and it's something that I will take with me um, to, to really think about how you want to execute, how you want to run training sessions. Um, it, 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 has, it has made me work hard, and I, I, I really enjoyed it. A big, big weekend coming up for you, uh, starting on Thursday with your first game against Bunker Hill. You were there last year. You're going back to the, to the national championships. Uh, what, what was that experience like for you last year with the team, and what, what, what was sort of the takeaway, and what, um, what are you looking forward to uh, being back in, at this, at the, you know, the, the national championship level and in, in NJCAA? Yeah, no, it was a learning experience for us last year. Obviously, uh, some of the players have been there previously as returning players. Uh, you know, like you said, myself, that was my first year, uh, so it was. It, I, I feel comfortable and confident going back. I mean, obviously, it's upstate New York in, in mid-November. It's going to be cold. There's going to be snow. Uh, so it, it's definitely a mental piece that we all have to, to deal with and, and battle through, especially having a large number of players from South America that don't experience this weather uh, generally ever. Um, so being able to be professional and, and have the travel and deal with the cold weather is something that is a huge advantage or disadvantage if you can deal with it. Um, you know, there's several programs that have, consistently return to the national championship. So they're, they're programs that the staff and the players know what they're, they're, they're getting themselves into. So you have to go in uh, with that focus that this is a business trip and it's going to be cold, but that doesn't change anything in terms of the way that we want to play and the way that you know, we're going to achieve success. Um, so in re- last year, I think we had a great experience. I think you know, we played Cayuga, the team that you know, they led the country in shots and you know, we ended up losing to them in penalties. We but we outshot them 13 to three. Uh, had a, had opportunities ourselves that you know hit the crossbar, hit the post. Uh, their goalkeeper played very well, uh, and that's just you know that's when you get to that level. That's the difference is those minute you know you know small moments. So uh, we've really focused a lot on that this year and made sure that, you know and, and tried to make sure that we understand that yes, we've had success leading to this point. Um, but ultimately, everything goes out the window, and it's you know it's minute by minute, game by game at this point. So uh, I think we're I think we're in a good spot. We're prepared. Uh, now it's about getting the job done against Bunker Hill, who's a, who's a, a great team. Yeah, I mean, it seems like once you get to this level, I mean, you know, if you if you were to not get there, that would have been you know someone would have been upsetting you, right? I mean, in terms of Absolutely. being one of the favorites uh, throughout the season, uh, you know. Definitely did test yourself with some of some of the games you scheduled that were kind of out of the division or whatever. But you know, you you kind of get to the, the the final the final weekend of the season where you you know you and you know I've both watched these these competitions for years, right? Where you see teams and you'll 
there there's there's something else that goes like you know it's teams playing really there's not a lot separating the teams i guess is what i'm saying and then yeah. it's that's where it becomes fun as a fan for me you know to watch these games because you're, you're playing teams you don't normally play on your schedule you you know you and obviously you scout them and you know who they are uh from that standpoint but you, you, you never you don't really really know until those <laughs> that game goes on and then you might have some snow like you mentioned or some cold weather so it, there's not not a lot of separating a lot of these teams so it, that's where you start to see you know who the teams that do break through are they they have all those other pieces working working for them as well um, in terms of you know finishing chances and if it comes to penalties, you know, <laughs> you know, grit, grit, gritting that out, um, kind of getting those uh, yeah. those wins that aren't necessarily, uh, you know, pretty, but that, that get you through to the next next game. Absolutely, yeah. It's a shame that we only get to play at this level for the weekend. I mean, it would be it would be great to be able to play these teams on a regular basis. Uh, this is what any you know any good player, any good coach wants. You want to play the best teams possible. So, like you said, there's very little difference between. Uh, the number one seed team and the number eight seed team. So uh, it's it's exciting. It's it's fun to to watch. It's fun to be a part. Uh, hopefully this year we we get we're on the right end of it. So uh, we're excited for the weekend. You know, how does it compare to other other levels of college? Yeah, I mean, just like any level, uh, I mean, there's really good teams, and then there's really young teams that underachieve. You know, at the Division One level, it's the same. There's you, know, you have your great programs, and then you have Division One programs that are uh, probably underperformed for a, a good amount of time. Uh, it's the same at this level. So we have, you know, we have some teams that we've played against that are top top level teams, and they have the international players that come over that I think can compete at the Division, you know, two level and in, in, in with some of those Division one teams. Um, and then you have to, at the bottom end, you have some teams that really struggle, whether it's because of resources or or time spent or the the quality of you know uh, coaching staff and recruiting. Uh, so there's definitely a, a range, but like I said, we've you know in the spring season last year we we went out and tried to play the best Division two teams possible, uh, and in three games we went uh, one win, one draw, and one loss. So um, I think for us, you know, I, I know we want to compete at, at the highest level possible, and the teams that are in the nationals this weekend, and some teams that didn't advance to the nationals, they're they're good enough to play at the next level. So. Uh, that's what I, I love to see. You know, when people that aren't exposed to the junior college level take a chance and go see a game and see some of the players, uh, they're very surprised. Mm. Um, you know, like I said, you know, last year our, our re- the region player of the year, first team All American, Lataro Bariso, is a guy that shouldn't he, reality shouldn't be playing at this level. He should be playing at a much higher level. Um, you know, and, and I can say that about a number of players on this team and and, and some of the opponents that we've played. Uh, it's just the reality. Everybody has a, you know, finds their situation and, and finds where they land. And you take that opportunity and you, you play at your best and you work hard, uh, you get what is coming. So a lot of these players that are playing this level, you'll see at a higher level very, very soon. You know, you, you coached at Rutgers Camden, you know, and now you're, 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 you came back to Camden County to coach uh, Camden County, South Jersey, you know, Philly, Philly area. Um, you know what? Having you know, having all the programs and the, the just the, the soccer we have, where do you see Camden County? How do you see them fitting in with just the local soccer scene? And well, we we do get a lot of um, you know, flack is probably a, a harsh word, but we do get a lot of noise about how you know how we have so many international players. Mm-hmm. But I think because there are so many successful four-year programs in the area, 
think that's just become the niche uh, of, of Camden County where there's really good players that would really benefit, you know, really, really good South Jersey players or Philadelphia players that would really benefit from being at a junior college for a year or two uh, and growing and playing. Um, but they end up choosing to go to a four-year school and, and unfortunately a large amount of them maybe sit on the bench their freshman year uh, and maybe even their sophomore year where I would love, and, I, and I, I'm trying, you know, we have a player from Pleasantville with us this year and a player from West Stepford that has, has had success that, you know, you come to, a, come to a junior college, you play and develop in your first year. Um, and like I said, we have the junior college has looser restrictions in terms of training limitations and, and when you can train in the off season. Um, so you, it really does give you the tools to work hard and develop. I, I think it would be a great place for a, a number of South Jersey players. Um, but again, we've had success with international players. So now the level is, is hard, is high. So for mm-hmm. South Jersey players to come in and compete, um, I think at times, you know, we can compete with some of the local local programs. And I would, I'd love the opportunity to play, you know, some of the, 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 the closest schools to us are Rowan and Rutgers Camden and Stockton. Um, it doesn't really work out with scheduling in terms of the spring. They only get one day. Yeah. Uh, we get four day. We get four days. Um, so we end up going more with the Division two teams. Um, but yeah, like I said, we, we I think we can compete uh, on any given Sunday. I think we can compete with some of the programs in the area. It's now just trying to change the uh, the perception of oh, it's only a community college or, or a two year school. Where the reality is, if you go into a good program that's uh, focused with you know quality staff and and the right the right resources it can be just as uh, beneficial to a player as uh, you know the local division three or, or other four-year schools in uh, ocean city obviously that's uh there's there's parallels with ocean city as well where you you, you know you would mention obviously putting putting a roster together every year it's a different uh different roster for for ocean city you have some people who come back um, a couple, you know, will come two, two or three summers, but where it, there's a, there's similarities there too in terms of your your finding players from, you know, from Kansas, <laughs> from uh, you know Mid America. I think you had a player from there. You have you know players from the NAIA level, players from the other you know Division two level, and you get them all in Ocean City for the summer. Uh, do you see that? Do you see similarities there, where you're, where you're, it, the experience of Ocean City and recruiting and building a team is, is similar to what you're doing at Camden County? Uh, absolutely, absolutely. When I first took the job, that was kind of my my reasoning, uh, my thought process was that this is uh, really no different than the experience at, at Ocean City. Uh, there's a, a ton of similarities and parallels in the sense that you're bringing players in to. Uh, to grow them, help them develop, and put them on a platform to be seen at the next level. So for USL at Ocean City, it's uh, to be seen by pro- professional clubs and help them achieve their goal of playing at the next level professionally. Where at junior college, it's getting them you know, set up and creating a platform for them to be seen and, and picked up by four-year schools. Um, obviously, the timeline of you know, the, life, the life cycle of a player is, is, is short in both, uh, both situations where you may have them one or two seasons. Um, so it's about creating connections with players quickly um, so that they can find value and believe that you're the, you're the program, you're the coach that's going to help them achieve the goal uh, that they have. Uh, whereas a four-year school, you have four years to build that and grow that. Um, so it's definitely different than any other coaching experience that I've had and recruiting experience, um, but they're exactly oh, – I, I, I couldn't see many differences between the two. 
Um, and that's why I feel that I was so prepared to roll into the first season last year and, and have the success that we had because I had been doing it for a couple of years already with yeah. the city. It was just, it was doing it with a different market, a different uh, market of players. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, I, can't, I couldn't agree anymore that the two uh, are absolutely in the same path. And a similar similar reward, it sounds like, too, where in both places you've you know, you've kind of seen these players come in and uh, you've been able to work with them and help them to improve their game and also to you know, have, a, have a different experience where, you know, I mean, hey, who doesn't want to spend the summer in Ocean City, right? But uh, Or who doesn't want to have, a, you know, from another country, have a chance to go play and go to school uh, in a new place out, right outside Philly uh, where you guys yeah. are. Um, so, you know, you're, you're getting those experiences where you're able to kind of welcome players into an environment where they're going to, I mean, it's certainly not an easy environment, right? And no, one, no one's saying that, but where they're, they're, they're being given, like I said, that platform where they can, they can grow as a player and as, as a person as, and as a student uh, all through, uh, through the experiences that they have with, uh, with the teams that you've been involved with. Yeah, in, in either scenario, you're, you're much more than just a coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the players you know, in, the, in the Ocean City setting are, are coming to a brand-new city uh, for the summer. We provide them housing, we provide them food, but ultimately they're out of their comfort zone. Uh, you know, obviously with the Camden County, we're, we're bringing in players from a completely different country or, uh, you know, in a lot of cases, completely different continent and culture. Um, so they lean on you and, and you're more than just a coach. You have to be a big brother. You have to be a mentor. You have to be, you know, you have to be able to help them in terms of just their everyday life. So uh, you, you quickly build relationships with players uh, that go well beyond the game. Uh, so what, that when they do achieve success and move forward, uh, it's more than just, hey, he was a really good coach. It becomes, you were really helpful in grow, helping me grow as a person, uh, and that's extremely rewarding. So, I mean, for Ocean City, you know, we've had at this point over, I've had over, you know, 40-some guys go on and play pro, and to have these guys turn around and say, thank you for helping me mm-hmm. achieve my dream. I couldn't have done it without you. Um, when the reality is they're really good players and they're going to find their way along, uh, that, that's extremely rewarding. And now with Camden County having guys that, and when they first come over, couldn't speak a word of English. Uh, and now we can have full conversations. They sit in my office and, and, you know, talk about how I helped them in the first, you know, couple weeks and months to get comfortable. And, you know, they're really appreciative of what you've been able to provide them. I mean, that's more rewarding than any win or any goal is for a player to say, uh, you know, you've helped me grow it not only as a player but as a person. Uh, I mean, the reality is you know, if we're doing it, if we're coaching for anything more than that, or uh, you know any other any other objective than that, we might we may be misguided. So helping these players, whether they achieve their goal of being a pro- professional player or not, uh, helping them grow and move on in their life and develop, uh, there's nothing. There really is nothing more rewarding than that for me. That concludes my interview with Kevin Nuss, head coach of Camden County men's soccer team. Appreciate Kevin taking time out of his busy week getting ready for the national championships to, to, to talk to me and to just give some great insight on you know coaching at the level that he's coaching so i appreciate you listening and uh you know we'll be uh, we'll be back with future episodes if you have ideas about people you'd like me to interview about talking about just different pathways and different experiences with the beautiful game be sure to drop me a line at matthew.r.ralph at gmail.com you can follow me on twitter at, at mattralph underscore tbg you can check out the site at brotherlygame.com for plenty of coverage, even during the union off season of 
Philly soccer. So I appreciate you listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks.